T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now it's time for Inside the Clubhouse, a show dedicated to the Chicago baseball fan, featuring the best Chicago baseball conversation as well as the big MLB topics, along with the biggest names, greatest guests, and listener interaction. Starring Score Baseball Insider Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel. It all starts right here, right now on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago's sports station. Well, well, good morning, baseball people, and welcome to Inside the Clubhouse. I'm Matt Spiegel. Been a while. Nice to be back here alongside Bruce Levine. Lots of guests coming up to talk baseball with. I'm looking forward to them, Bruce. Uh, but we are in the midst of both a season and a crisis simultaneously. It's pretty crazy. Good morning, sir. Yeah, I guess, Matt, and again, welcome back to your show. We missed you here, so uh, welcome back to Inside the Clubhouse. I know you've been busy front-running elsewhere, but um, been enjoying uh, listening to you uh, on the uh, weekday shows as well. Uh, yeah, we're in the middle of a, a baseball crisis, but it's no different than any of the other crises we're dealing with in our country. It's, uh, it's, it's part and parcel to the same thing, and that is trying to run businesses, trying to run the world, trying to be safe, and uh, baseball is no different from that, running into the same problems that everybody else is. And and off the top, I just want to say that I think Major League Baseball, the Chicago Cubs, and the Chicago White Sox have done a terrific job of trying to isolate things, putting in proper medical protocol, uh, making sure that the uh, people are adhering to it, the Cubs and White Sox, from their front offices all the way from their ownership all the way down, have done everything they can to make safe environments around the ballpark and the players. But uh, there, there's no uh, there's no controlling the virus. The virus has its own mind. The virus is the world champion. And <laughs> until we find some medication and uh, some type of vaccine, we're going to be dealing with these things. Nobody should be surprised. Uh, we should all be, you know, uh, upset about it and worried about it like we are in our daily life. But there's there's no surprise to me, Matt Spiegel, that uh, these things are happening because they were they were predicted and they're they're projected everywhere we walk uh, in life right now. For, for anybody who doesn't um, know some of the news of this morning, it is uh, being reported now that there are more than five St. Louis Cardinals who have tested positive for the virus. Um, and that is certainly... Uh, indicating the the high possibility. I mean, it basically is another outbreak with a team. They've said that more than four. The epidemiologists have said that it can it it's considered an outbreak within a team. 
if you end up with an outbreak uh, uh, within the Cardinals that demands schedule disruption the way that it did with the Marlins, then you're talking about the National League Central and the American League Central being disrupted the way that the AL Central and the NL Central were. So many games postponed over the course of the last week. Can baseball withstand a second outbreak that uh, threatens two more divisions? Um, that's, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if they can. The owners have been relentless in what they have been willing to do from seven inning doubleheaders to saying some teams will play 60, some teams will play 50, 55, whatever, to scrambling to reschedule and do everything they have. But can this season survive a second team outbreak, Bruce Levine? I don't know. Well, I, I don't know either. I mean, you know, there there's a lot of questions about the season, and we're all excited about the fact that baseball is back. And there is the, the distraction of guys on the field playing the game that we love. There's no question oh. about it. When the game begins, it's so uh, it's so good to see it again, and uh, it's great for everyone. Uh, the reality of the situation is John Heyman and other reporters are reporting right now that uh, could be up to five new people with the Cardinals uh, testing positive. So we haven't gotten total confirmation on all that. Uh, we'll keep you posted throughout the show here as we talk about Chicago baseball and what's going on in the game. But this is the news of the day. So if you'd like to get in with Matt and myself, 312-644-6767. Our phone lines are open to you. That's also uh, our text line as well. Yeah, yeah, see, that's the thing, Bruce. The game's have been really good. The quality of play has been high, in my opinion. There's been lots of intrigue, seriously promising things for both the Cubs and the Sox, and, of course, things to be concerned about. All the ups and downs of baseball and the and, and the enjoyment and the emotional investment and the intrigue, it's all been there. So, my God, what a shame it would be to have to shut it down. 10 days in, um, but we'll, we'll we'll consider both things. But uh, tell people who's coming on the show today, because I'm really looking forward to talking to some of these folks. Jason McLeod, uh, director of player personnel for the Chicago Cubs, eight years, was the uh, director of scouting and player development, uh, will join us at 9.30, 10 o'clock. Chris Getz, who has the same job as a director of player personnel in the minor leagues for the White Sox, will be joining us. And at 10.30, our good friend Len Casper, the voice of the Cubs on Marquee Network will be joining us. So lots to get to with some really great baseball minds. And uh, we are always anticipating you joining us as well. As I said, the number 312-644-6767. Matt, uh, you know, again, uh, it's in radio land, media land, it's always uh, easy to uh, report doom and gloom. We, we just report what we know, okay? Uh, we, we're going to give opinion, but uh, we are hoping... Uh, for sure that uh, baseball can deal with these problems. Uh, the, yeah. the, 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 the main news that I got out of this week was, of course, you know, we saw the Marlins mess and the fact that they're being bused, uh, you know, from Philadelphia to Miami uh, in separate buses, all the sick people, which is just, you know, just try to wrap your head around all of that. Uh, mm. Then then you, uh, you move on to um, what the commissioner told Players Association and Tony Clark, the director of the MLBPA, that uh, people are going to have to do a better job if we're going to continue to play baseball this year or else he would have no choice but to shut it down. I got mixed reactions from that. What was your reaction to that? Well, uh, my reaction to that was that it, it read like 
um, a threat or it read like anger from uh, MLB towards the players. So it had that tinge of the of the ugly negotiation period that that we lived in. But I mean, the truth to anybody who's looking is that, you know, the problem here is sometimes the players' actions, but it is certainly also MLB's control. You know, it's a very difficult thing to control. But, you know, I saw yesterday, Bruce, that they decided to assign a traveling mm-hmm. compliance officer. This was in a new MLB memo that, that uh, Scott Miller um, had from a Bleacher Report had, had talked about. A traveling compliance officer will travel with each club to help oversee players are following the protocols. That's something that should have been there all along. Like, I don't think MLB did quite enough. And I think the adults, the players who have been expected to control themselves, have not done quite enough. I think managers. Uh, elaborate you know, some a little of, on some that. Of, uh, which on which on the players? Uh, on the players not having done enough. On your, well, on your mind. The, the, this report of about what the Marlins did last weekend that the the Marlins players went out, that they were in the hotel bar. That that the players were not were not respecting the protocols. We we knew, and because this has been life with this virus, that some groups have been more attentive than others. Some people care more than others, and and they need to be led super strongly. I think Rick Renteria and David Ross have been tremendous at understanding what's at stake and taking the health and safety protocols under their own purview. As you have to, as a leader of people these days, you just have to you have to take it and run with it. And I think that some managers have not done that, and some players have not have clearly not not you know behaved themselves or or, or cared enough about their fellow man. This is a microcosm of what we've seen in the country, isn't it? It's not surprising though to you, is it? Uh, uh, no. I mean, we're but talking I'm about fifteen hundred fifteen hundred yep. men of. Probably 97% of them over the age of 21, mm-hmm. uh, professionals in their sport. Um, they, uh, I mean, do you, do you expect everybody to act accordingly in these situations? I mean, if you get if you get 95% of the people acting accordingly, and uh, 5% don't, it can take the whole thing down. So, so by saying that you don't, if Major League Baseball hasn't done well enough. I don't know if you can control individual uh, in, individual con, uh, conduct and the way someone comports themselves 24 hours a day. You just can't do that to a, a grown person who's a uh, their own professional. I mean, we know they have the responsibility to do that, but not not everybody adheres to exactly what you're supposed to do all the time. I think I think it would probably be naive to think that everybody would do it. So uh, was that, this doomed? Uh, was was this doomed from the start then? In, in your mind, I don't know like if, if you're trying to because, do this, you know, I if don't you're know trying to do it, you've really, you've got, you've got to ask people pan- to really do it. I don't know where the virus comes from. I don't know how it's contracted. Honestly, I don't think any of us really do. I think some people believe that masking makes no sense, and that uh, the pandemic comes regardless of whether you have a mask or distance. You know. Besides that, because that's yeah, all that's, we can adhere to right true. now. That's not true. That's that's not scientifically well, true, though, right? I, I mean, okay. Well, once we once we get a medical handle on this, I mean, obviously, being safe is always prudent, Matt. Covering up is always prudent. Distancing would always be prudent. I think I think that, but how it's contracted and and exactly 
you know, where it comes from, I, I don't think we know any of that. It's it's just something that none of us have ever seen. Nothing nothing like this has happened in a hundred years. And uh, well, we, you know, but the, we but we know how it's how the spread is controlled, and that's and that's by wearing masks and social distancing yeah, the way that Europe I, and other I, I nations mean, have done it. I mean, I, I guess we could we could have a difference of opinion from time to time on this, and both of us would be right, Matt. The, the reality is that nobody knows how to control this other than being practical and distancing yourself. If you stay in your house the whole time and you go nowhere, you're you're likely not going to get it. But that is that's not what life's all about. And getting back to the point, um, I just don't think that you can expect 1,500 people to live in a bubble for uh, two and a half months and uh, and be able to be totally uh, you know totally safe from this. I think. How about a how about a week? week? How about a week? Yeah, I thought, but, but I thought we'd of, get a week. Well, it's in. been more than a week. I mean, it's been a month. Well, the Marlins was the first road trip. That's right. It's the first weekend. Right. It's the first sure. weekend of the thing. I, I thought maybe we'd get to, uh, you know, week two and some players would say, you I know just, what, this is going pretty well. Uh, I, I just, like, I'm I think not we surprised, okay? I, I cannot mm-hmm. tell you I'm surprised. Are you? Uh, Are you surprised yeah. that not everybody is doing exactly what you and I expect them to do? No, uh, no, no. I'm not. I don't understand what's 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 happening here, though. Like, are you upset that I'm putting blame on the players or on MLB? I'm not upset about anything. Okay, um, but it, it's you know I, I think we're all responsible for like trying to take care of our fellow man and trying to take care of the virus and do what we can. I, a lot of people have questioned whether it made sense at all to even try and bother to do the season. I, I like that they've tried and I hope that they can continue, but something like this doesn't work if everybody doesn't, right. d- doesn't follow along and do their very best. And I just, I, that hasn't I'm been pa- happening. Look, look, Matt, I'm passionate about it. I'm not mad at anybody. This is a, this is an, a serious topic. It's a serious thing that's going on in our world and in sports. And uh, I'm just saying, you know, why why should we be surprised that uh, some people uh, we were told from the beginning, Dr. Fauci would tell everybody from the beginning, if you believe what he says, that it, all it takes is one or two people to infect hundreds. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is not shocking. I mean, I, I think Major League Baseball can do and has done a very good job. But you cannot be responsible for these people 24 hours a day. How would okay. you do that? I yeah, mean, no, we're, we're, obviously, obviously it's not working, and I, and obviously they can't. I, I, I do I do need to say that I, that I it's more than just kind of a disagreement. I feel like some of what we had said between you and I want to make sure that we're scientifically on point here. It's respiratory droplets. That's how it's and, and you know this. That's how it's it's gone back and forth. From people talking, singing, coughing uh, on each other, and that's why if everybody does mask up, you can control the thing. I mean, that right. that that part has been proven scientifically. Okay, I mean, you know, if 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 that's exactly how it's contracted, you know, I know that we're, I'm not arguing with you about it. Uh, I'm just saying that if if we had a better handle on what's what's going on, we wouldn't have 150 million people dead and and upticking going on everywhere in the the united states so yeah. uh, i'm just saying you know this is this is out of control in a lot of places and now baseball is facing the same element so yeah, again I, I, i'm i'm only i'm only upset about the fact that people are getting sick and that people are in harm's way that's the only mm-hmm. thing that bothers me 
Yeah, I, I, I worried that we as a country were not going to do enough to get sports back. And we did just enough, I guess. And, and now I'm worried that we're going to lose sports again. So I'm coming from a, a disappointed place. Surprised? Yeah, no, I guess not, but disappointed. Don't you, don't you think we're missing uh, some of the point, though, on these players? Uh, some of them are going to be sick, okay? Some of them are not going to be just... Um, asymptomatic right so Mm -hmm. you know we we worry about their health as well as we worry about the fact that we're gonna not see them on the field and and absolutely that play so again you know i um i think that the sports are so important to us and they are important to our country but uh you know by people getting sick I'm, i'm not surprised by by people generally in baseball doing the right thing i'm not surprised by people walking walking away from it a little bit and saying I can make my own rules here, I'm not surprised at any of that. Honestly, I'm I'm wor- I'm worried and I'm upset that we might lose sports again. But uh, uh, there's nothing shocking to me about this at all. I wish that we were able to talk about. Um the excellent starting pitching that the Cubs keep getting and Craig Kimbrell scaring the hell out of us. Um, I, I wish that we were able to talk about Adam Engel of all people providing the offense and the power well, for the, for, for the white Sox and their bullpen doing the job and the points of promise that both the Cubs and the Sox are showing in this weird ass season. I wish well, we could tune in that. in four minutes after the break or so. And uh, we will be doing that because there are a lot of good stories and there are some great distractions in Uh, the beginning of the Chicago baseball season and baseball in general. So it's not all doom and gloom. Hopefully we will get a handle on this and, and baseball and sports will continue on. Um, Anthony Rizzo was talking yesterday before the game, Bruce, about just the nature of 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 trying to play within all of this. And there's a, there's a little nugget here within this soundbite, which speaks to what we're talking about, I think. It's It's definitely uh, in a lot of guys' minds, that's for sure, Um, especially with a couple Cardinals guys, the reports of that coming out today. um, We all want to play, and and the guys here in our clubhouse, uh, as we get going, know that the importance of of sticking together and, and being as prudent as possible away from the field and at the field. So, um it's a little nerve wracking. Uh, we say, you know, the, the normal, the most normal thing about the day is when we actually play baseball, but uh, taking care of all the little things before that uh, with health and safety is, is top priority as well. The most normal part of their day, Bruce, is when they play the game. It's the most normal part of a lot of our days, you know, it it's, is, uh, it is. And um, uh, our producer, Adam Stasinski, uh, just let us know that uh the, uh, it's being uh, reported out there that the Cardinal Brewer game today has been postponed. Yes, so, the, the, uh, the Cardinals have multiple positive tests, and that's John Heyman uh, first to report that the Cardinals and the Brewers will be postponed today. So, uh, you know, again, uh, the disruption is unnerving to all of us. It's, uh, it's upsetting, and uh, hopefully um, baseball can uh, handle this and move on. Uh, again, uh, You know, the Chicago Cubs have done a tremendous job keeping their people safe. The White Sox do uh, the most, uh, you know, prudent uh, uh, as they can be, keeping their people safe and isolated when somebody does get sick. So my hats are off to them. And uh, hopefully um, the Chicagoland area continues to be safe and we start seeing the downtrend. It's just 
just an unnerving time. Without, without a doubt. Paul, unfortunately, is not, not immune to it. Without a doubt. Um, he is Bruce Levine. I am Matt Spiegel. It is inside the clubhouse here on 670 The Score. We're going to continue covering the news of the day and um, I'd hope, hopefully have a chance to talk to some, some folks along the way. I think uh, John Heyman, our baseball uh, insider from Radio.com, is going to join us next right here on 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back in on 670 The Score. It's inside the clubhouse right here. This um, this latest bit of news regarding a possible baseball shutdown, Bruce, is floated yesterday uh, first by Keith Olbermann. Now uh, Bob Nightingale is confirming that the national television partners of MLB have been told to have alternate programming ready next week in case games are postponed. So that's um, that, that's a bit ominous when you start yeah, um, hearing yeah. from those kind of sources. Well, no, it's 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 real, Matt, and and the, the fact that um, people have to be prepared for the reality of the situation is just you know it's shocking to us because we just got baseball back. Baseball and MLB and the players have fought hard to uh, do all the right things and get back on the field and give us a product, and uh, you know it's just. Um, you know, the whole, the whole thing is, is very stunning. You know, it's just, it's stunning that uh, it could disappear just as quickly as it showed up again. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's just reality of this. Uh, sports is, you know, um, it's, you know, the toy store uh, of the big department store and uh, always has been a very important part of it. But nonetheless, uh, just a, a, an aspect of what we're going through right now. Well, I um I enjoyed watching some highlights this morning, seeing Mookie Betts his throw from the right field corner to get Kettle Marte at third in the Dodgers and Diamondbacks game. Um, I enjoyed seeing Fernando Tatis Jr. hitting a game tying home run with two outs in the ninth against Wade Davis uh, on the highlights this morning, as well of course of, of watching the full Cubs and Sox games in our sure. two-team town. There, there's been stuff every single day that's been it been really, really fun and, and, and intriguing to see in baseball. And if I, I hope today's not the, not the last day well, for a while, but it's sure yeah, starting uh, to feel like that. As a reporter um, going to the games, you know, going to uh, Guaranteed Rate and Wrigley, this last week to me has felt like two months. 
Okay, it really, I mean, there is there has been a heavy weight around the whole thing because of all the precautions, sitting in empty ballparks, watching the games progress with 12 to 15 media people in a press box, missing the fans dearly, uh, more than I, I thought I ever would, you know, being in a, uh, in an arena or in a, a ballpark. Um, and just the emptiness of it. it. It's such a much better product on the radio right now and on TV than it is in person. I, you know, I have to tell yeah. you that preferably if you could be at the ballpark alone watching it with us in the press box, yeah. um, you would choose to stay at home and watch it on TV because of the fact that, um, you know, this is just such an odd situation. Uh, we have uh, we have John Heyman, uh, the great reporter, and you hear him here on The Score all the time, uh, joining us now on 670 The Score and inside the clubhouse. John, thanks uh, for taking some time out with Matt and myself to join us. And, and give us the latest of what you're reporting right now about the Cardinals. Sure, anytime, uh, Bruce. Uh, we've heard there are multiple uh, positive tests uh, from the Cardinals. Um, can't give you the breakdown on players and staff yet, but uh, it appears to be some play, um, at least one player and staff, uh, the way it was worded to me. So um, don't have the exact breakdown, but it's enough that the game tonight has been postponed. Haven't heard about tomorrow's doubleheader yet, but, uh, you know, it's in jeopardy. I will put it that way. Do you think, is baseball prepared um, to try and withstand a second team outbreak like this? Uh, if, if it's headed that way and you're looking at the Cardinals needing to be shut down and rescheduling everything, it's hard to imagine baseball being able to withstand a second outbreak, John. Um, you know, I, I'm going to be guessing here, this is conjecture, but I, I think so. I, I think two, uh, probably. Um you know, obviously the Marlins are missing at least a week. They have no schedule again for next week yet, so it probably will be 10 days or more that they're missing. Uh, the Cardinals uh, have to miss the same. Uh, it's certainly going to be a burden. It's certainly uh, tough. Um, you know, it's 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 a bad situation. But uh, you know, I I'd say uh, we're we're heading and we're trending badly. But uh, I I wouldn't say that we're going to. Uh, they're going to cancel today or tomorrow uh, the season. Um, but that that is a guess on my part. Uh, um, you know, I haven't been in touch with the commissioner's office uh, today or yet, even yesterday to find out. But uh, I'm going to say that they think they can withstand the two team outbreaks. Uh, this one, uh, as far as we know, uh, there were two players already, and there's at least one player now, so it's potentially three players. So it's not to the extent of the Marlins where, where they have 18 players who've tested positive. John, uh, as a guy who's covered the game for 35 years like yourself and a, a father and a uh, husband, how, how, do you think, uh, how do you think baseball has handled this? Um, how do you look at it from a reporter's point of view and from a just a citizen of the, of the country's point of view? Yeah, they're in a tough spot. I mean, everybody wanted baseball back. The players definitely wanted to be back. The owners wanted to be back. And... Um, you know, I think uh, looking at the numbers, uh, they are going with the odds that the uh, young people in good shape in their 20s and 30s can withstand this disease. It's not good to get it, and we don't know all the ramifications of uh, getting it, but it uh, seems like uh, people under 40, which is everybody in Major League Baseball at this point, uh, uh, you know, generally do well. Um, certainly they knew they were taking risks coming in. Um, you know, they did do a good job with the protocols. It was very comprehensive, I'll say that. 
113 pages, I believe, 119. I read it, but, um, you know, it's uh, they're off to a tough start. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, I don't think the bubble would have worked just because there are more teams involved. Certainly Arizona, where they were thinking about it, is uh, extremely hot. Uh, that's been a COVID hot spot as well as the heat. It's 118 degrees a few days ago that I noticed. But generally, 108 at night makes it difficult. There's only one indoor park there. You know, to plan for uh, a uh, bubble uh, back when they were doing the planning, uh, they couldn't have predicted Arizona, Texas, and Florida. Those were the three places they were looking at. You know, perhaps if they did the bubble in, in New York where you've got two stadiums and it's not 108 degrees, You've got uh, Brooklyn and Staten Island. Maybe that would have worked better. I, I don't know. But uh, the bubbles that were being discussed at the time, I, they, they would not have worked. I understand it's working in, in soccer, They people tell me. I don't follow soccer, uh, at least not uh, our American League of Soccer. I, I guess it's working well to have the bubble in soccer. But uh, now there are more players on a baseball team and traveling party. The field is much bigger. It's a stadium. Uh, you know, you can't have many fields near each other there, or you don't, uh, at least in the many ballparks. The games take longer. Um, this would have been much more complicated than soccer. I, I think the irony is, John, that the game itself of baseball can be played um, with a lower chance of, of passing the virus around than other sports. But the logistics of baseball, with 30 teams and travel and multiple homes and all of that, make it so incredibly difficult. So it's, yeah, I think we could retroactively look back and say, you know, if they had done a bubble and just done like a little world baseball classic format and gotten whatever we could in, that maybe it could have worked out. But I, I get what they were trying to do. Is there anger around the league at at some of the players um, with the Marlins? Because if that report is true that some of them were going out and going to bars or going to the hotel bar and that kind of thing, that that seems to be um, not showing the highest level of responsibility that everyone has been asking for. Yeah, I haven't confirmed that the league found that there were players going out. I mean, we can't be shocked if there are players going out early on. It was very discouraged not to go out. Now you can't go out. It's disallowed, and they have a home monitor, whatever they want to call it, compliance officer, and you cannot go out. But uh, if you tell the players that it's discouraged strongly, uh, I think you're still going to have some players go out. Unfortunately, I, I don't know that any Marlins went out, but... Uh, you know, it's fair to say they didn't do a good, great job of social distancing. Um, you know, even if it was only one or two players that went out or one or two no. players who even brought it from Miami, which is a hot spot, uh, you know, they spread it to 18. Uh, you know, you got to wear a mask. You got to stay away from each other. Uh, you, gotta, you know, you, you got you to gotta follow the rules. And uh, I, I do think that the league uh, does not believe that Miami did a good job with the, with the social distancing aspect. I, I could not confirm that uh, they believed that there were pl- a lot of players going out or having a party or anything like that. Wouldn't be shocked, though, uh, if it happened. But, I mean, it certainly looks bad. It could certainly part of it's bad luck. Part of it could be they were in Miami, uh, which is a hot spot, and one player probably took it from Miami, although we, we, you know, we don't know for sure. Uh, but uh, I think it's fair to say the league's not thrilled. John, in closing with you, um, how do you think that uh, – when you watch the game, you watch the dugouts, uh, you watch the uh, celebrations, you watch some people mask, some not. Uh, social distance, distancing is here and there. How, how do you think that plays right now when you're watching games as far as uh, responsibility level? Yeah, you know, I'm seeing too much high-fiving and low-fiving and um, 
too much uh, lack of social distancing on the field. But to this point, and again, we're just a little more than a week in, uh, we have two cases, one with Miami, one with St. Louis. They didn't play each other, so that nobody gave it to anybody from the two teams. Um, you know, it, it does seem like it's more likely something that happens inside in close quarters. Uh, you know, Miami spread it to 18 players on their own team to zero players on the Phillies in three games. So uh, I'm not sure that the high-fiving, the low-fiving, the being close on the bases or in the batter being close to the catcher, it may not matter. Uh, just, you know, I'm not a scientist, but looking at it, it's basically Marlins who are obviously not doing a great job of social distancing and Cardinals who didn't play each other. So, um, you know, and I see a lot of high-fiving and low-fiving low fiving and all that from all the teams. And, you know, what they're saying now about it being transmitted indoors more than outdoors, I, there might be some truth to that because uh, it doesn't seem like they're spreading it out on the field. John, uh, appreciate it very much. We always look forward to your reports uh, here on The Score and MLB Network. Keep up the great work. We thank you very much. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks. It's John Heyman from uh, Radio.com. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting. He suspects, Bruce, that they'll give it another another shot, that maybe they will not let this shut it down. Um, and there's others out there guessing at this, too. That was my initial instinct, too. I mean, they, they've just kind of kept going with everything. Maybe a, maybe a shutdown for a week and really try to get teams to, to do everything they possibly can and give it one more I shot? Think, well, uh, it's just a guess. You know, in, in general, you know, 0.003% of the 44,000 tests that they take is actually phenomenal if you compare it to any other type of test of groups, okay? Um, it's just all in, in baseball when you have close contact like any other sport. One guy can just give it to everybody else. It's just as simple as that, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, what Alana Rizzo had tweeted earlier for what Justin Turner had uh, said the Dodgers are now doing, and what the Dodgers are now doing is a recommitment to all kinds of social distancing efforts and masking and things like that. And I'll send that out so people can see. It's the kind of thing that MLB teams have to do if they're going to try and, uh, and get this done. And I, I hope they'll try and get this done because there's certainly been a lot to watch on both sides of town, including the, uh, the young middle infielders, first-round draft picks. Nick Madrigal makes his debut last night, and Nico Horner has been great for the Cubs. Fun to watch. Well, we'll talk about that with the guy who drafted Nico Horner next. 312-644-6767 is the number to get in inside the clubhouse, Matt and myself, till 11 o'clock. And uh, after this short break, we'll be uh, back with uh, Jason McLeod later on in the show. Matt and I will talk to Chris Getz of the White Sox, Len Casper of the Cubs Broadcasting and Marquee Network. Keep it right here on 670 The Score. Yeah, I mean, I can't say enough about Nico, just his baseball IQ and, and the type of uh, mentality he has on a daily basis. Um, he's done a great job for us, and, and I've moved him around, asking him to do some different things, um, hit different parts in the lineup. Uh, he's just a hung, hungry, eager uh, baseball player who loves to play the game. He's done a great job for us, um, and, and, and we'll continue to do that. I, I have a lot of confidence in him. That's the skipper, David Ross, talking about Nico Horner, the former number one pick out of Stanford, doing a hell of a job uh, right now with the big league club, having made the team out of summer camp. Our next guest here on Inside the Clubhouse on 670 The Score 
joins us on the Alpamonte Ford hotline. Alpamonte Ford is in Melrose Park. Senior Vice President and Director of Player Personnel for the Chicago Cubs, Jason McLeod, joins us on Inside the Clubhouse. Uh, good morning, Jason. Uh, disturbing more news about uh, more possible tests with the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, it's been a uh, it's been a week that we're playing baseball right now, and it seems so somewhat like two months uh, the way each day uh, has its challenges. What are you, what are your thoughts? Uh, hearing this latest uh, news out there and uh, how in baseball everybody's trying to do the right thing and stay safe. Yeah, uh, good morning, Bruce. It's good to be on with you guys again. Um, it, it's really, uh, it's it's surreal. Uh, yeah, I think as you look back uh, from the time we initially canceled um, our positive season back in spring training and, and going through those couple of months of not knowing uh, if we were going to be able to get this season going again. And then finally you see some light at the end of the tunnel as as we uh, came up with a date that we were going to start summer camp. And, you know, ever since then, even with, you know, first of all, I think, you know, I, wanted, I do want to commend MLB and all of the medical experts that have helped get us to this point. Um, I think it is a, is a major undertaking. And so on that side of things, especially being around our club and seeing how our players have, have responded to this and how they've uh, you know, really gone above and beyond, there's still just a, a daily you know, reminder that it's there. How, how can there not be? So, you know, when this is happening and uh, you see what, what happened with Miami last week, um, you know, James Rousen is their bench coach. He and I are very close. And, um, and you know, he used to be our minor league hitting coordinator and our major league hitting coach here. You know, it's, it really hits home. It's, it's, it's a fraternity. There's a lot of friends. It's like, guys that are family and, and you see that affecting that team. And then just from the professional level, uh, what it does to, to our sport and, and having to pause, having to not play games. Uh, you know, the Marlins were scheduled to play the Orioles. Um, as you guys know, Brandon Hyde and I are, are, are very close the manager of the Orioles and then how that affected their team. And they had already flown to Miami on Sunday night from Boston and had to sit in a hotel, you know, basically not leaving their rooms. Um, it's a lot, and I think every day we go to the ballpark, you know, on one hand, uh, you know, you're, you're excited to be there and, and watch your team compete. Um, it's certainly different, obviously, when you're sitting in the stands and there are no fans there, and I think there's just always that that thought in your mind, like, you know, as these test results come in and you see a certain player test positive, and then now with what's going on in St. Louis, um, I think you're always, you know, reminded that, you know, this, this could all – you know, come to an end soon. And, and I don't want to you know, be Debbie Downer and saying that, but that's just the reality of what we're dealing with right now. Jason, it's nice to talk to you, even in these weird times. Um, and, and thanks again for, for being on. It, it is the reality. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate that we have to talk about it. I would love to just talk baseball. Um, but, you know, ever since you and Theo and Jed got here, it's been so clear that this has been a very thoughtful organization, very um, intellectually, uh, connected, very organized and cohesive from the top on down. That's been the attempt anyway. And so it makes sense that the Cubs as a team have done well with the protocols, have done well with the testing. And David Ross is on point and connective as a, as a leader and direct in communication. I, I, is this showing just sort of another kind of market inefficiency, if you will, that some organizations, just like player development or some organizations just like whatever, are 
are going to be better at this kind of thing than others. It, 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 it just feels like a level of disorganization um, might be the culprit here with some organizations that have not handled it as well as the Cubs have. Yeah, well, I mean, certainly, you know, this is not in any team's uh, player development or organizational manual, you know, how to deal with the <laughs> pandemic. But, you know, obviously, um, you know, self-regulation, um, self, you know, just being able to regulate your, your activities and, and vigilance to understanding what is going on and how one person impacts the other and how uh, what you're doing away from the field you know, with your families or with your friends can not only impact your teammates, it can, it can impact the entire league. Um, and we're seeing that already. You know, what I can say is that, you know, Rossi, uh, really from, from Theo and Jed on down um, to, to Rossi, who's there day in and day out, uh, seeing him take hold of this uh, from a leadership standpoint and addressing this head on and really challenging the players in terms of what their responsibilities are to one another and to their families as well, keeping themselves healthy, keeping, keeping everybody healthy. And, uh, and getting to watch, uh, you know, Jason Hayward and, and Anthony Rizzo and, and the leaders on this team really grab the clubhouse in terms of the conversations that I've been privy to and how they're addressing this and how they're, how they're talking about it and seeing, you know, the, the protocols that are in place and how our players are, are interacting at the field and all of the social distancing that, that's taken place, uh, whether it was in summer camp, um, certainly – you know, pre, pre-game with all their meals and how they're eating. But, you know, I was listening a little bit to you guys talking to John. And, you know, at the same time, I think you know, games get started and whether it's the, the heat of competition, you know, you can't help but pull for your teammates and root for your teammates. And there is this natural tendency to want to, you know, go pat someone on the back, want to give them the fist pump. And I think that's probably been the hardest thing for players across the league and certainly with our guys too. You, you want so badly, you, you love your teammate, you love your brother, and you want to almost hug them and embrace them. Uh, to, to congratulate them or to pick them up if they're struggling. And those are the things I think that you know, all clubs are still trying to, trying to balance out and deal with. Jason, uh, when uh, we talk about um, development, uh, you have five of your number one draft picks uh, while you were the senior uh, director of the minor leagues and scouting uh, in the major leagues playing a vital role for the Cubs right now. Uh, the latest, uh, you know, certainly Nico Horner wasn't everybody's choice. Uh, you had a pick way down in the draft uh, many years, uh, and he was way down there mm-hmm. in uh, that draft. And yet we're seeing pretty much exactly what you said. I remember on draft day, uh, I, I asked you, I said, what are we getting here? And you said, we're getting a baseball player. And uh, I asked you again, the, the next question I asked you was, do you think power will come? And he said, we're not projecting 40 home runs, but we think there will be a generation of power from this player. Um, I think we're starting to see that development right now, even though it's only 25 games into his major league career. Um, all things look as positive as you said on draft day. Yeah. Um, well, Bruce, you know, we also have a sixth round pick that's been manning first base for about the last eight years, but um, anyway, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. You know, with, with, uh, with Nico, it's, you know, he's just such, like I said, then he's, he's such a good baseball player. He's, he's all about winning. He's all about the team, um, getting to what he does fundamentally and physically on the field. Yeah. Back then, what we saw was a, a very high contact bat that had hand strength and uh, exit velocity off the barrel. 
and the ability to really move the barrel around the zone with contact all over the zone. And, you know, in the game that we're in now where there is a lot of swing and miss, there's certainly a lot more strikeouts. You know, I think players of this nature are going to certainly, you know, be valuable to a team. And with what he can do um, at the plate, we've already seen that early in his career, you know, when he came up last September and, and certainly, you know, in this young season so far, um, he's so ideal to be up there with men on base because he can move the ball around the outfield, spray gap to gap. Um, you, you can pretty much rely on the, on him not um, you know, swinging and missing too much, and I think he's got you know, three strikeouts right now. Um, he's just very smart, very intelligent. Uh, he knows what he needs to do in a certain moment. Um, you know, we were we were kind of making comment a comment in the stands uh, earlier this past week. I think there was a runner on second base and he was up and, you know, you almost think, you know, but certainly he's going to have him at third base here after this at bat in some capacity. And he did hit the ball up the middle, but he didn't get him to third base. And we were like, A, we were surprised. And B, we knew that was just going to wear on him so much because he's, he's so about winning um, that, that that was going to mean something to him that he wasn't able to get that runner to third base. And, and, and it's not just for show. I mean, it's just, it's just what he's about. It's how he's wired. He's always looking to get better. Um, and it's been a lot of fun to watch him come up and, and be able to perform. And, and he's a guy that uh, you know, he works exceptionally hard every day, and all he wants to do is help his team win. Hey, Jason, there's a relentlessness with seemingly every pitch and certainly every at-bat right now with the offense. It just looks like, it looks like the offense you guys had dreamt of and built. In, in this short little sample, everybody's just kind of – very on point pitches per plate appearance, grinding, handing off to the next guy. I'd love to see Javi bunting last night to to yeah. ended up bringing in a run. You you must be pretty happy with the way the offense looks right now. Yeah, I made the comment last night. I said, uh, you know, who placed the bets on on Javi bet, uh, bunting with men on first and second right there? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and even the, the offense has been fun to watch. Like you said, it's it's been that grind mentality. Um, you know, pass the baton and so forth. And even with, you know, Chris, as much as he struggled so far to start the year, uh, in terms of when you just look up at, at the batting average and, you know, he's had some long at bats um, sitting there at the top of the lineup. And of course he's, you know, he's frustrated that, that he hasn't gotten off to a hotter start, but it's really set the tone for the guys coming up behind him. And, and obviously when you watch an Anthony Rizzo grind the at bats that he does, um, take his blocks, get hit by pitches as much as he has already. I think he's got more hit by pitches than RBIs right now. Um, hmm. But it's, it's been fun and it's been, it's been contagious. And what that allows is even if you have a couple of guys in that lineup that aren't you know, at their stride right then, when you've got everyone else around you grinding out the pitchers, grinding out their ABs, it can help alleviate you know, some of that if you do have guys that aren't, you know, that are struggling a little bit right now. And we're seeing that with this offense. Um, you know, they've scored a lot of runs early in the year. Um, they've been able to get into bullpens earlier in the year, and, and it's been fun to watch. Jason, uh, what what is exactly are you doing with the club right now? I know you, you still have the major title of vice president and uh, player personnel director, but um, is it uh, right, right in the uh, <clears throat> trenches with uh, Theo and uh, Jed every day? Is that how the job is described right now? Yeah, you know, it's obviously it's been a, a different, uh, different year for me since uh, we made this transition last fall. Uh, you know, for 18 years, I would have been out scouting amateur players all spring and, and uh, you know, sitting on the backfield doing the player development side. So 
Um, and I and I still did see a few uh, amateur players. I, I love the draft. I love everything about it. But you know, this transition's been it's been really great for me in that you know I've been more uh, just entrenched, like you said, with Theo and Jed, uh, with you know roster construction, doing much more major league player personnel, pro scouting, uh, being involved with you know, a lot of the secure minor league free agents, and then. Yeah, one thing this role has really allowed me to do is is get much more in depth with our R and D team, and and spend a lot of time with our analytics group um, and some things that that they're doing in terms of player evaluation. Um, to you know, one thing that the pandemic did allow us was a lot of time to to spend with Rossi, and you know, so we get on three conference calls a week and do game simulations and um, yeah, talk to. You know, different scenarios in the games. Uh, what's the run expectancy if we do this versus that? And um, it's allowed me more time to spend with, you know, the analytics guys, asking them a lot of questions about some projects that I'm interested in. And more than anything, just uh, be with the Jet a lot more in terms of how we're going to build the roster, not only now, but going forward. Jason, we appreciate your time. Uh, keep up the great work. Um, we're still seeing a lot of these uh, players contributing uh, greatly and uh, we wish you and uh, the Cubs nothing but success this year. Thanks again. Well, thanks for having me on guys. Hope we're watching baseball much longer. Uh, appreciate you, you guys having me on. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Jason McLeod, the vice president and player personnel director for the Chicago Cubs on inside the clubhouse. And Matt, you know, we will continue to talk, talk the subject of the day, which is uh, the Cardinal situation as of uh, right now. And, uh, as we go to break, we expect to talk to Chris Getz, the uh, director of the minor leagues for the White Sox, coming up. It is 670 the score. It's inside the clubhouse. White Sox development and also the virus, the control, and the fate of MLB. That's the topic right here on 670 the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. T Mobile.com. 